Hi guys. Hi guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing and hopefully you can see me and hear me well. Uh, I don't, I, I haven't practiced with this very much, so um, hopefully you can hear me, see me, hopefully I'll be able to get, see some of your questions and I will answer any questions you might have I'll answer them on the next on the next video um, but it is this is a room by room home organizing master class and this is the first session this first session uh, I'm going to go through a lot of organizing quickly and um, then for $49 um, I you, will give you a Zoom link and then we can continue the class in a more detailed and uh, in-depth mastermind class um, and that I will give everyone that wants to join that a zoom link and then we will uh, do that on zoom I will like that a lot better because I'll be able to see your faces and uh, it doesn't look like on here I get to see your faces so it's uh, you know it's harder talking to the computer than it is talking to real faces uh, when I talk to real faces I feel like I can be myself and when I'm talking to the computer it doesn't seem uh, I can be myself as much but um, let me go over this one more time this is master class we're gonna go over a lot of room by room uh, organizing and decluttering uh, it's gonna be every Monday at 7 p.m. with a zoom link uh, Please leave comments and questions so that I can review and make sure I cover on the next session. Uh, cost will be $49 and it will give, and then I'll give out the Zoom link. Uh, now, I have already been uh, asked a question about where to start when you declutter and how to take care of sentimental items. Well, when you're organizing, if you have if you want to organize your whole home and this is you're just starting out I would leave the sentimental items till the very end but anything that you're decluttering anything that you need to organize you have to declutter first so the place to start when you're overwhelmed is start with the obvious items now if it's a kid's bedroom you know they're probably gonna have a lot of trash just because they're kids and they tend to you know have a lot of trash in their room unless they're really really cool and they keep their rooms really really neat but I would start with trash dirty dishes if they tend to leave empty cups in their room uh, you know that's what mine usually left in their room I didn't really uh, allow eating in their rooms but sometimes when I would finish 
having the whole kitchen clean and then someone would come out with 10 cups that they had in their room that they had used throughout the week. So start with the obvious, the trash, the cups, the dishes, anything that's stained, broken, or torn, things that you know right off the bat. Those are the easiest things to start with. Then if you're still overwhelmed, because that should show you some progress and you should be able to, um, you know, once you see some progress, it'll keep you motivated. But um, the next step would be any items that you know already off the bat that you don't want, that you're gonna donate or sell. Um, and start in a small drawer, a shelf, cabinet, uh, start somewhere small so that you feel like you've, you know, you have some wins and it'll keep you well motivated. Um, now, there's two ways you can also look at this. You can either start in your living room because that is the first place people will see if you have company or you can start in your bedroom where you feel like that is your oasis, that is your your happy place, that is where you would like to start. You can start in either place, um, but get started. Now, we're going to start talking about the bedroom. Now, between kids, adults, and pets, it may seem like every room needs a complete do-over. We're going to learn how to organize every room in your home, one room at a time, and take charge of the clutter, reduce the items that are no longer usable, used, or needed. And those are the things you tackle first. The bedroom is the first room you see in the morning and the last one you see at night. So the first thing I would do is make the bed because once you make the bed, it revolutionizes the way the room looks right off the bat. So that's a good place to start there. Um, and it should be your, your oasis, your place to relax. It shouldn't be the place where you uh, go to bed and then you think, oh, you know, there's so many undone things in my room that, um, you know, I can't sleep as well as if everything's taken care of. But one thing you'll never find in a tranquil, calming bedroom is stuff everywhere. So that's the first thing. So disorganization is the enemy of relaxation. It's hard to drift off to sleep when your whole room is disorganized. <clears throat> um, and like I said, start by making your bed because it already improves the look of your room. And then, like I said, start with the most obvious items and start decluttering. Um, if you don't want to pull everything out of your dresser drawer and then put everything back in, then just go drawer by drawer. It depends on how uh, much work is needed in that space. Uh, take advantage of the space under your bed. Now, I keep, I keep extra, I do keep my books that I'm currently reading in my nightstand drawer 
but I have other things that sometimes it, I like to do when I am in bed. If I need to write a note or a letter to someone, I know people don't write letters anymore, but when you're in business, you sometimes send thank you cards. Um, if you give gifts, you send thank you cards. Um, I have a little mini office supplies under my bed. I have a bin of my uh, casual shoes. And when I say casual, I just mean my tennis shoes and my sandals, those things that I might wear daily or just pull out when I go for a walk. Uh, and uh, that uh, those are the type of things that I have under my bed. But you may want to put uh, your sheets under your bed so that they're convenient for your bed. Those are a lot of different options, but look at that space underneath your bed. You can have books, your, you know, your Bible study, uh, office stuff under your bed. So look at that as a, a viable place to store things. Um, and then, like I said, on the side of my bed, I have my two drawers the top drawer, it has stuff like my meds and anything that would clutter up the top of my nightstand I, and books, notepads, those type things would go in my top drawer. I do have socks in my bottom drawer because those socks I only use when I put on my tennis shoes most of the time. Um, so those are there ready and my tennis shoes are under my bed. So I have re, I rethink things to be organized for the easiest way for me to get up in the morning and it just flows in that order of how I get up and how I get ready and stuff like that. It, every family is different. Every, every home is going to be different because every individual in your home has a different way of doing things. Now we do still have to rethink and retrain and get ourselves to put things back. But, um, I heard an organizer, uh, I believe her name is Dana White. I believe she said everything has to be, or it could have been uh cast from Clutterbug, uh, said everything has to be as easy to put up, as it is to leave out. And so that's kind of how I rethink things. They also say if, now I don't know if this will work, but it might, if your spouse has a habit of throwing their dirty clothes in the corner of their room, the same corner of their room every day, put the dirty clothes laundry there. Or if they throw it at the end of the bed, put the dirty clothes hamper there. You might need a pretty one, but never one with a lid because it, it just won't, no one will open the lid and put it in there. Um, but let's see. Uh, and I have a place for jewelry on my top of my nightstand. I have a little two tiered stand because it's pretty. So if I take my earrings off, instead of putting them up where they go, I might put them on that three-tiered stand temporarily, but it still looks nice because it's a pretty little tiered stand on my nightstand. 
Um, now, I do have things that I have to keep on my nightstand just because of my personality, but some may keep that completely clear. A lamp, a plant, um, and a little place to put jewelry, and you're good to go if you have drawers to put the rest of the stuff in. But um, I have a little organizer for pens, and um, my husband snores, so earplugs, stuff like that. That all has to go uh, convenient everyday items do go on my nightstand, but try to keep that cluttered as much as decluttered as much as possible by using your drawers and bins under your bed. And they do have those little organizers that you can put on the side of your bed as well. Uh, I see those at, at Amazon. Um, don't forget your bedroom doors and your closet doors are extra places that you can hang organization and they have plenty of those type uh, items at Walmart that are inexpensive and um, easy to install. Uh, add a trunk or a basket at the end of your bed so you can put your decorative pillows and don't have too many decorative pillows. Have enough that you can throw them in a basket when you make your bed, you can put the pillows back and not be too big of a happle, hassle. Sorry, Keep things simple. Um, and then of course, like I said about my three-tier tray, you know, there's probably you'll need a little basket or the tier tra tray or some type of tray to keep your wallet um, and your keys if you're a man. But um, I do keep mine in another area of the home. Uh, bedroom closet. Don't neglect your closet. All you need is a plan to tackle and organize your closet. After it is organized, you will always know the location of your favorite sweater, your prized jeans, uh, your button down. You know, when you're organized, it saves you time because you know where everything is and you don't have to search all over the place to find it. You don't have to dig. It's all right there. Uh, transform your closet or dresser from looking like a bargain bin into looking like a department store display would be pretty, right? And pretty keeps you motivated to put things back. Go through your clothes, declutter, create a pile to donate. Then before placing anything back in the closet, organize your shoes, your clothes, your shoes, and your accessories so that when you do put them back, you'll know how much space you need. Uh, now, steps to an organized closet. How you organize your closet will differ slightly based on the space you have. Some have a little bitty closet, some that you can't even walk into, some have Mine, I happen to have a small closet, but it's not so small that you can't walk into it. I basically have a walk-in closet. It just happens to be a, 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 a small closet. Um, and then some have a very, very large, large walk-in closet. I will be taking care of that uh, one of those possibly tomorrow. Um, if I get started on it tomorrow for a client, um, gather now here, there are still two ways, uh, of tackling 
any organizing project. You'll find a lot of organizers, they say, take every single thing out of the space and start from a fresh, clean slate and then put everything back. Well, some people get too overwhelmed with that process and they don't have a concept of how long it's going to take. So then if they don't have time to finish it, then it all gets just crammed back into the space with no rhyme or reason at all because you pulled it all out and didn't have time to do, take care of it. So then it all just gets thrown back in. So if you know you're going to be overwhelmed or you know you don't have enough time, tackle just one small section of the closet at a time. Um, I, I think I would start with winter and summer clothes because those are the items that you probably hear especially in south texas those are the things you're going to switch out the most um we don't have very much cold weather and sometimes you, but we don't need swimsuits and beach towels to be taking up valuable space either so i try to switch out my sweaters and my swimsuits and towels in my bottom dresser drawer. Um, and that works for me. Um, but so I said all of that about pu not pulling everything out. Or if you think you can do, you know, you're not going to be overwhelmed, pull everything out. There's just two ways of doing that. But gather your closet organization supplies, including a toss basket and a tape measure. What you're gonna do is you're gonna need a declutter, a, a, a bag for the stuff that you're gonna throw away, the stuff that you're gonna donate, and the stuff that you're gonna try to sell. Uh, so, and um, let's see. If you do empty out your whole entire closet, now's the time to give it a good cleanup. But declutter the wardrobe, donate, recycle, or sell the clothing items, shoes, and accessories that you no longer need. Now, keep a bin in your closet permanently so throughout the year you can donate things as um, time, uh, as you an item on in the morning and you look at it and go, and you decide whether you like it or not, whether you want to keep it or not, whether it's too small, you can throw it in the donation bin and have a whole collection there. And so that at the end of the year, you're not having to declutter as much um, every year because you'll already take care of it throughout the year. I say have a dirty clothes basket so you wash your laundry every single week. Don't let it pile up. Wash it every single week. Rotate your clean items so that you do wear the other items in your closet, but you're rotating them and keep a dirty clothes so you're Dirty clothes hamper is in your closet. Because I have a lot, kind of a walk-in closet, I change clothes inside my closet, and I do that for one reason. I do it so that I can put my clothes directly into the dirty clothes instead of laying them somewhere else in the room. 
and my shoes get taken off in my closet, except for, like I said, so I have a bin under my bed for casual shoes so that if I do get lazy and take my shoes off, uh, not lazy, but, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like putting your shoes up. If they do wind up on the floor, they can just be put in that, that bin. You know, we're not here to be perfect. We're just here to keep our house a little bit tidier so that when we do have company come over, we're not horrified. Or if we have last minute company coming, we don't have to spend panic and spend an hour panicked cleaning. Um, panic cleaning works, but it's very stressful. All right. So now I don't want to keep you more than an hour and a half. So I'm going to have to go through all of this a little bit quicker. It's a, a lot of information to go through to do a, a room by room. But uh, so I will try to get through this as quick as possible. Um, so once you declutter, you'll know what you're keeping and then you'll have to do a little figuring out, measuring and figuring out how to put it back. I would do purses. If you have fancy purses that go with fancy shoes, put those together by color if you have room. Um, and then put your shoes together. Um, I just put mine on a hanging shoe rack, but if, and my boots are on the floor. So like I said, everybody has a different type of closet, a different space and different amounts of clothes. So you'll have to figure out how it's going back into your closet. But if your closet is overflowing, then it needs to be decluttered until you have enough room for everything to fit into your closet. Uh, that is what uh, Dana White says, your house, your closet, your bedroom, those are your containers. You can't buy another closet. So you have to keep the items down to a minimum so that they all fit into your closet. Now, if you buy something new, get rid of something that you have so that you always have space. Um, but like I said, I'm going to have to go through those quickly. Do the same with your children's rooms. Um, you know, you might want to organize uh, their stuffed animals in a basket by their bed or under their bed. You may have books for them to read in bed that will go in a basket next to their bed or under their bed. Um, you might want to keep their sheets underneath their bed. Uh, and you really only need two sets of sheets. Now, uh, I have also seen, and I really love this, but they will buy the big Ikea cube shelves. The, the kids' room decor goes on the top. Then they have the clothes where the kids can reach in the middle. And at the very bottom, they use those bins for toys. Those are excellent ways to organize a kid's bedroom as well. I kept Legos under my son's bed so he could just pull the whole bin out, play with his Legos, and then the bin goes under his bed. Um, uh, in And the closet, you can treat it just like you would your closet. Um, 
just the way I described uh, the closet earlier. Now for your kitchen, like I said, I'm having to go through this really quick because time is, is going really fast. Uh, organizing your kitchen. Um, when I first got married, um, I read a book and I don't remember because that's over 30 years ago. I read so many books. I'm not, I can tell you the title of all the books I've read, but I can't tell you which tip came from which book. But when they said to put your pots and pans, I know this is obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me when I first got married. Um, put your pots and pans right by the oven. Put your dishes right by the dishwasher. Put your coffee pot right by the sink. Um, and your food items and storage, food storage containers right by your refrigerator. Those seem like obvious things, but they weren't obvious to me at the time. Um, I don't have a pantry. So if you've been following me for a while, you know I don't have a pantry. I have a small area next to my refrigerator. At the very bottom are my glass storage containers and then my canned goods. Uh, any extra food items, I had to make a shelf in my garage. And then snack items are on the other side of my refrigerator because it's just a dark space and it's not a, a, a real good usable space. So that's where I had my cereals and snacks. Um, and that worked because those are the items that um, the kids used, used the most. It wasn't, it's not an area that we go to on a daily basis like you would um, the, the uh, canned goods area. And then across from my um, refrigerator, I had my baked goods because that's where I had the countertop to where I could actually do some baking. Um, and I put my small appliances underneath in the cabinets. I pull out the crock pot when I use it. When it's clean, it goes into the cabinet. Same with my toaster and my bread machine. I only use once a year, so it's in the garage. So here's the one tip that has revolutionized me in the kitchen and it will you too if you have kids this will help so much take out all of your dishes except for one for your husband one for you and one for each of your kids that's one drinking glass one plate one if they eat cereal in the morning that's one cereal bowl um now i did keep eight spoons eight forks and eight knives that was fine but i only kept the amount of dishes for one per person. And that was incredible because even if every single one of those dishes was dirty at the end of the day, that was just four plates, four cups. Okay, so that will help you tremendously. And that is a new idea that I wish I had had when my kids were really, really little. I didn't learn that until they were older. Now, it's not that you're going to get rid of the rest of your dishes. You can keep as many dishes as you think you're going to need, especially if you're going to have holiday events at your home and company. But store those in a plastic container with a lid so that they stay clean 
and keep those into your in your garage and only pull them out when you need them. And that will help you a lot. Um, it just, and plus it kind of encourages your family to help wash their own dishes if for say you're so uh, busy or you're so tired that one night you don't do the dishes, you say, you tell yourself you're not gonna do the dishes till the morning and someone needs a dish, well then they're going to have to wash it. If they need a dish, they need to wash it. But that will help tremendously and those dishes will get washed every single day because you know you need them the next day. It's also motivation for you um, to not leave the dishes um, till the next day because you know you're going to need them the next day. Um, all right, so what else? The pantry. In the pantry, I would put, obviously I'm having to skip a lot of my notes because we're not going to have time. I'd have to talk to you for three hours with the kind of notes I took, but <clears throat> the pantry, the way I tackle a pantry is, and only you can know what these items are. The least used items are going to go up on the top shelf. Um, it could be, you know, uh, decorative pieces that you only pull out seasonally or cookie trays that are Christmas tree shaped that you only bring out at Christmas time. I don't know what you're gonna keep on the top of your pantry, but if you can't reach it, it's gonna be things that you're not gonna need uh, but once or twice a year or as little as possible. And then the, I would put the second used items at the bottom, but the items that you're gonna use the most put at arm's length in the middle section of the pantry. You're, you've, you want to organize the pantry so that it's easy to reach all the things that you need to reach on a daily basis. Um, for some, it could be if they don't bake very often, all those baking items might be at the top. Uh, you may have trash bags and um, at the bottom and some cleaning products at the bottom. It's all depends on how your life and how whether you're you cook more or if you bake more um, your convenient items now um, when I did it for my father-in-law I had no choice but to organize his with his baking items at the top and then all the food items in the middle the last shelf was breakfast items and um, trash bags. He had a very small uh, closet for his pantry and on the door were all those convenient items, all the little things and the things that you grab uh, and use every day. Um, now, now we're gonna go to the living room. Now the living room is You've got, if you've got little kids, you have to make it kid-friendly as well as adult-friendly and not be overly balanced 
in toys and overly done. Um, you know, you, you don't want too many toys in the living room. You, do, you want it to function, not be dysfunctional. Um, so remove any out of place items in your living room, create a home for lost objects and declutter. Think about how you want the living room to function and make a plan. Next tackle, where do you want the kids toys? Which toys are they allowed to use in the living room? Set up areas for the smaller kids to play in the room to contain their, the, their toys. The end results will be a family room that is neat and kid friendly. Is there really such thing as a kid friendly living room? In most family households, the kids tend to take over and be part of every room in the house. And why shouldn't they? They live in the house too. They're part of the family. They want to be with the adults. Um, they want to be with you. So you have to compromise and compromise. Um, your, you don't have to compromise your style, but you, you'll have to compromise some of your space. Uh, there are plenty of ways to make your living room both adult and kid friendly. Um, now, and playrooms. Playrooms are a whole different ball game. You want kids to be able to be creative and to um, play in their playrooms without restrictions. That's why you put gave them a playroom so that the rest of the house can stay nice and neat and orderly and tidy. So this room needs a good amount of storage. Uh, it's definitely a place where kiddos and imagination should run wild, but it doesn't mean that all their toys, books, and other playthings should live in constant state of disorder. While there are plenty of storage solutions out there, again, there's the big IKEA um, cubed shelves, but if those are out of your budget, you can, I bought some at Big Lots. I bought two of them. Uh, they were $29 each. Right now, they might be $39 each. They may, uh, the ones I bought were $29, but these, I believe that Big Lots has now has gone up. And I haven't even checked since the gas prices. But you can buy smaller cube shelves. They also have some cubed options at Sam's Club. But those are great because you can put books in one cube. You can put toys in the bottom cubes. You can really, um, the cube shelves are really, really versatile. But if you do buy the ones at Big Lots, the good thing is all those bins that are $5 each that you put in the cube shelves at Big Lots, they're only $1.25 at Dollar Tree. So, and they do fit. Um, but those are all great options for the toy rooms. And set it up to where you can have bins that can be, ro the toys can be rotated seasonally so that they don't, one, so they don't get bored, two, so they don't have so many toys that when they're all out in the playroom, it's overwhelming to pick up. That's the key. If your kid's bedroom or the playroom 
imagine if every toy was left out on the floor. Figure out how many could be all out at once and not be overwhelming to clean up. That is how many you need to be able to, they should be able to play with at one time. It could be 20 toys at a time. It could be one bin at a time. Now, of course, there are some toys that you're gonna count as, um, you're gonna count as one toy, like a, a set of Legos, a set of, I don't know, back in the day it was those weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. I know no one has those anymore. I know you're, I just showed my age, but those little play sets, um, you know, that's one toy. Or if you have like a kitchen set, that's one toy. But um, because you need all your kitchen things in the kitchen. But uh, only keep enough toys that if all of it was thrown into the floor, it wouldn't be overwhelming to clean up. And then keep another batch and rotate them. That's really the key to uh, success is knowing how many toys, how much can live in a space and how much can't. And not necessarily getting rid of everything, but have a backup uh, rotation system so that the room is tidy all the time. All right, um, bathroom. Bathrooms. It's easy for the bathroom to get cluttered and dirty if you have, especially if you have kids. Now, <laughs> this is what I did. I don't know if you want to do this or not, but because boys tend to have a different um, way of using the bathroom, my son's job was to clean the bathroom. That was his chore. My other child, my daughter, uh, her job was the kitchen, but I counted the kitchen as two rooms. If she, if her chore was the kitchen, then her other chore was feeding the dog because the dog was fed in the kitchen. My son, he had the bathroom and the living room. Uh, the living room was super easy because all you had to do was straighten everything up and take your items to your room. Um, so those were the two, how I divided out the cleaning chores. All right. But the bathroom organization is kind of like closet organization. You take everything out of a drawer, figure out what it needs to go back and put those drawer organizers in there. Drawer organizers are so helpful in the bathroom. And, um, or you can use drawer organizers under the cabinets. Now, I didn't have shelves in my cabinets. Now, why my cabinets were built without shelves in the bathrooms, I don't know. So I did have to go to Walmart. I bought all of those portable shelves 
and I put those so that I could organize and take advantage of all the space. Um, I use those little, you know, the little cleaning caddies that you can put all your cleaning stuff in. Well, I had a caddy for all my cleaning stuff. I have a caddy for my blow dryer because it fits real nicely in one of those caddies and you can just pull the blow dryer out. Um, there's the baskets that go on the inside of the door that you can put your curling iron and brushes and combs in. I have a caddy uh, for the dog shampoo. So you take the whole caddy to the uh, bathtub, you give the dog a bath, and then you can put the whole caddy back in. I also discovered after, which I wish I had done when my kids were little, but we didn't have those vinyl cutting machines back then either. I have the vinyl cutting machine, but you can do it with a, a black marker on the little tags, but if your kids only have two towels each and you put a hook, hooks for them to hang in the bathroom, but hooks to hang on the back of their door in their bedroom, man, those towels never stay in the bathroom. If you have kids, unless you are really able to train your kids, of course, better than me, because I couldn't get my kids to, to do it, they, their towels always wound up in their bedroom. So we put hooks in the back of the door. They had their backpacks and their towels hung on the back of their bedroom doors. And they only have two towels each. And they had their names on them. So they were responsible for washing their own sheets. Each child, only two sets of sheets, two sets of sheets, and two sets of towels and try to buy your kids clothes that can all be washed together. They don't bleed, they don't fade, they don't wrinkle and they can all be washed together. Um, the, that's a great organizing tip. Another thing that, rev and they can wash their towels and sheets and all of the, all together. Um, plus, if you can train them to put all their socks in a laundry bag, the laundry bags that women use to put their pantyhose in to wash so that they didn't get snagged, well, those same bags, if they put all of their socks in there before they wash them or before you wash them, because it depends on their age, you will almost never lose a sock again because in their bedroom, they take their socks off, put them in that laundry bag, that laundry bag zipped up, put in the washing machine with their other clothes. You know exactly whose socks they are. They don't get mixed up with the other kids in the house. To me, that is a game changer. And another game changer is only do one child's load of laundry at a time. Set it on small. If it's a small load, set it on small. Don't wait till all the kids' clothes are dirty and then wash them all together. So much easier. Johnny's clothes are washed on the same day every week. 
They're folded because he only has seven outfits in there. You didn't wait till he ran out of clothes. You only wash the seven outfits he used and then you put them behind the clean ones that he's already, that he's gonna wear next. Or they may be his favorite clothes and he wears them every week. Either way, it's gonna be so much easier. You're only doing seven shirts, seven pants, seven pairs of socks. You're doing it every week. They get folded up real quick. Hopefully they get put away. It's so easy to, um, let's see, how are we on time? 44, okay, we got a little bit more time. Um, that's another thing that will revolutionize your laundry. If they ha their clothes is overflowing their closet, overflowing their chest of drawers, you need to get rid of enough that will fit nice and neatly in their closets and do the laundry just for that one child once a week. It makes folding and putting away clothes so much easier and faster. I promise you it will work. Uh, and uh, let's see, what else? We were on the bathroom, but I went to the laundry because... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, in the bathroom, you know, using caddies that you can grab with a handle and bring to the, you know, to the bathtub to scrub down the bathtub and shower and then put back hot blow dryers or curling irons. You can take the caddy, put it on your countertop, do your hair, put the caddy back because it has a handle and it's easy to just put back. It, it's it's just simple. Um, all right, let's see. I hope those were a lot of the ideas that helped you. And again, the linen closet for your bathroom is going to stay a lot more orderly because if your husband only has two towels, you only have two towels. You got four towels. You wash them every single week. Or if you feel like you have to wash your towels every day, then you only have seven towels each. I don't know how how you guys do that. I don't know if you're going to think, oh, gross. But I have a towel that I use for my face only. And then I have the towel for when I take a shower. And then my husband has his own towel. And I do wash them once a week. Um, if that's gross, I'm sorry. Um, you can wash yours as often as you want to wash them. Um, so, but, um, yeah. So I, I technically have more loads to wash when it's my turn to do my laundry because I want to wash my lights and my darks and then I wash my towels with my sheets. Um, and, um, but your kids... They can put everything in the same because they can. Or they can wash their sheets with their towels and then their clothes. But they're going to do it once a week on the same day and it'll be quick and easy for them. They can fold their sheets, put them under their bed. Um, now, the garage is a whole different beast. 
if you already have a fairly tidy garage that your car can fit into and you just need to reorganize it occasionally, um, that is great. But most people have a garage that they can't even fit their car in. And that is the type of prog uh, thing that you're going to have to organize probably in more than one session. But um, the things that keep in mind when organizing your garage is take a look. What do you really need in your garage? What should be stored somewhere else? And what can be thrown out? Get some heavy-duty hooks and hang up your bikes on the wall so that they're not on the ground or the floor. Use storage set shelves to organize the tools, beach toys, car supplies vertically. Throw out those empty bottles of brake fluid, car washing stuff, you know, the stuff that is obviously trash and worn out and broken that needs to be taken out. And I'm fixing to uh, talk about the attic. And uh, I only have uh, seasonal items in my attic. Like all the Christmas stuff is in my attic. And I have a lot of Christmas stuff. And I'm ashamed to say I have a lot of decor stuff. Um, so that's what I store in my garage and the attic. Um, if you have a mud room or a laundry room, uh, this area is sometimes the first stop home from school, soccer games, or work. Uh, and a lot of things can accumulate thrown, you know, ba uh, backpacks, jackets, uh, sweaters, shoes games, uh, you know, your sports equipment, um, dirty clothes can get thrown all over the place. Um, but doing laundry is a necessary chore. Hang up some hooks for those backpacks and those sweaters. Um, and we already talked a lot about laundry, but let's face it. A laundry room area without clutter can make doing laundry much easier. It doesn't matter if your laundry room is big or small, multifunctional space, or simply a corner tucked away in the basement. It is important to keep the space organized. These organizational tips will help you get your area under control. Every home and family is different, but if you have room, install storage areas for each family member. You know, you may have a hook for each family member, a place to put shoes for every family member. But like I said, you may not have room for that either. Uh, so you may have to do that in their bedrooms, but, uh, but you may not have a mud room, but you may have, but everyone has a laundry room. So make sure everyone understands where everything goes and that they follow through on the system every day. Decluttering the laundry room will not only create a tidier room, but it will also make laundry day much easier. How about a home office? Do you have a home office? 
Whether you use your home office as a homeschool area or to prepare presentations for the boardroom, now that everybody's having, a, you know, they have their, they're working from home now. Um, lots of things pile up on all those flat surfaces. You do have to take care of your paper, though. The paper is the biggest issue when it comes to sometimes to your dining room table all your flat surfaces are the areas that you want to tackle and make sure you get under control and that is in any room what I like to do when my flat surfaces get cluttered is I take a laundry basket and I put everything from that room that's on a flat surface and I put it into a basket. One, it already makes that room look tidier. And two, now I can tackle one item at a time from that laundry basket. I can sit and declutter, throw away what isn't needed, I can bring the items one at a time and put them where they go, or I can take the basket and bring, go into each room and take out the items that are in that basket that go in another room. That basket is an amazing thing. Now, here's another tip that I forgot to mention with toys. This is an idea I used when I was pregnant because I couldn't bend over. I had a rake. I would rake up all the toys in one pile so that I wasn't constantly bending over, picking up, bending over, picking up. And it doesn't matter if you're pregnant or not. That's just where I came up with the idea, necessity um, of invention. Um, so, but you can rake up all the toys pick them up, put them in a basket, and then decide to declutter, or it's just easier for them to be put in a basket. Even your kids may not mind picking up the toys once you've raked up just the toys that are going in that one basket. Just rake them up, pick them up, throw them in the basket, and it's done in three minutes instead of going all over the room, picking up toys, running to the box, running back and forth. Um, so, I don't know, I was on office organization and had to throw that in before I forgot. But the office files and paperwork are going to take you the most time in your office. Just make, put all your papers in categories. I had, you know, if it's business, put a business pile. If you have two businesses, this is this business's pile, pile, receipts in one pile, uh, bills, uh, etc. Just categorize all the piles, make a file for them, have a little portable office that you put the files in so you can take those with you in front of the TV if you need to. Uh, there's one organizer that calls it the Sunday basket and everything throughout the whole week, mail, bills, notes, letters, Every piece of paperwork that she gets throughout the week, she doesn't even tackle them until Sunday. And they're, 
That's why she calls it a Sunday basket. Me, I can't do that. I have to take care of things as it comes into the home. If I check the mail, I'm going to throw out the junk mail and I'm going to tackle the bill that very moment. Uh, although I don't have to do that. My husband has bills done digitally. That's another option. Now you can do all of your receipts digitally. You can uh, pay all your bills online. Um, but whatever paperwork you need to hang on to or you think you need to hang on to, make files for them and just put your stuff you can file it every Sunday or just put it right into the file as you get it and deal with it when you need to deal with it. Uh, you can even put them in day order, um, you know, Monday through Friday order, or you can put them in 1 through 31 throughout the month and put them in date order. But take care of your filing system. And there, I do have detailed... Um, you know, more details on that in a uh, later on. Homeschooling is a whole nother thing. If you do some homeschooling, you know, things you need for homeschooling that you're going to need to keep it in, in good order is out your academic calendar, your assignment sheets, your assignment binders, you're going to need to color code by child, dedicated cubbies and shelves for all of your homeschooling, clipboards, library shelf or box, school records, portfolios, files, Kindles, tablets, other devices, uh, and you're going to have to make a standard operating procedure for all of those items. I'm going to have more homeschooling details um, for you later as well. Uh, I've done several <clears throat> craft room YouTube videos that you can um, watch, but I'm going to do another one because uh, I need to reset my craft room anyway. And I have a new addition to my craft room that I want to show you guys one day soon. But um, in your craft room, you want to store only the frequently used items in plain sight. Uh, I like clear items so that I don't forget certain items. And then there are certain items that I don't want to see and I'll have them hidden away. But those are items I won't forget about. Uh, I won't forget about my ribbon. I won't forget about my thread. I won't, you know, there are certain things that I won't forget about, but other things that I don't use very often might need to be put in clear containers so that I can see them and remember where they are. But store the frequently used items in plain sight, make a place for everything, and don't procrastinate. Do it right away. Establish your central command area, spend 15 minutes a day organizing, and let go of the unnecessary things. Make a manageable a manageable to-do list. Um, now, I know there was someone that wanted um, organizing ideas for a hall closet. Um, the hall closet might be a closet that you used for linens. If it is, then we talked about that already you know, two sheets per bed and two towels per person if you're going to keep it in the laundry um, 
in that in the bathroom linen closet. Um, you may not want to keep meds in the, in there if that closet is inside the bathroom. I didn't know this all third uh, all my years of life. All of my meds have been in the bathroom, but I just recently uh, read that humidity is not good for meds, and so some people keep them in the linen closet if the linen closet is outside the bathroom, or they keep, keep them in the kitchen in a little cabinet. But of course, the number one thing is out of reach of small children um, so that they can't, uh, they'll be safe from uh, the children. But a hall closet, like a coat or sweater closet, empty that closet. They're usually not that big. That's one that you can completely empty out. Uh, take stock of what you have. Make the closet efficient with hooks and organizers to keep your items neatly arranged, organized, correctly, your hall closet will even have more usable space than you thought possible. The trick to making the most of small closets is to maximize the space and employ a storage solution that is easy to use. Um, before going out, you know, some people have mud rooms and some people have this hall or coat closet. Uh, to store things. You might want to store all your, you, you know, your vacuum cleaner and cleaning items in there. I would put the cleaning items on the door so that it'll maximize space. But before you go out and buy storage solutions, though, make sure they, they will fit in that closet and match your needs. Remember to measure carefully before buying any of these items. Um, you know, they have lips and little pieces of shelf that, you know, come down. And if you don't measure the right thing, then your items won't fit. All right, and then I already went over what I keep in the attic. Um, our attics are so hot here and humid you know, you don't want to keep anything like photos or photo albums up in your attic that will ruin. You want to make sure all of the stuff that you keep in a basement or attic or a garage, if you keep it on the floor, make sure it's in plastic containers uh, or it's up off of the floor so that it doesn't get damaged by water or anything like that. Um... Well, that is the end. That was a whole hour I sped through. The great thing about Zoom is I'm actually going to get to see your faces and talk to you face-to-face, -face, answer questions. Um, when I do a live, this one here, if you have any questions or if you have anything that you would like me to cover in more detail, um, go ahead and put that in your comments. And I want to tell you how thankful I am that you watched and that you're here. And um, I hope this was very, very helpful for you. And like I said, 
$49.99, I can give you, we can do this on Zoom. We, I can really give you more detailed information and really answer all your tough problems and on Zoom. And uh, it'll be great just to see your face and to be able to talk to you. Thank you for watching and I will see you on the next session, Monday at 7 p.m. Thank you.